0: We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCACHurch.com. And join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. I want you to see things clearer in 2020 than you've ever seen things before. I want it to make sense. We've got a verse that we've been using throughout this entire series, Mark 7, 13, and it talks about we nullify the Word of God. In other words, we take and dilute it. We take the power out of it when we raise our traditions above the Word. And churches have to be careful. Individuals have to be careful that we're not religious, we're not holding on to tradition more than we hold on to the Word of God. I believe the Word of God is active, sharper than a two-edged sword. It is constantly revealing new truth to us. And you do many things like that. Today I want to talk about the glory of God. The glory. We've talked about that God is holy. We've talked about how that we are to be holy. But I want to talk about the glory. It's already been mentioned several times in our service That we are to glorify God. That we are to give God the glory. I talked about how that holy is the very nature of God. It is His being. It is who God is. Now out of His holiness we begin to see the character of His glory. The glory of God. In the Old Testament, in the Hebrew language, it was called the Shekinah glory of God. Shekinah glory means it has a weight to it. Have you ever felt the glory of God just kind of kind of feel like a weight on you, kind of push you down a little bit? I felt that. I felt that. It has a weight to it. It has substance to it. It is something that is real. God is an infinite God. An infinite concept we cannot comprehend. God knows the very smallest of things. I was watching a series this week on television and now they are going down deeper in the oceans than they've ever been. And they are now discovering new life forms and God's going, I've known about this from the beginning. I put it there from the beginning of time. You are just now seeing it. And I thought, how many things do we pass by every day that we never see that reveal God's glory? He says, I know the number of all the sands on all the beaches in all the earth. I know how many there are. I have numbered every hair on your head. I know when a sparrow falls. No matter where it's at in the world, I know when that happens. He's an infinite God, and yet he knows the very smallest detail About the earth that He has created, and even more about you and I. Because He created this earth. It will one day be consumed with fire. But He created us in His image. And He prays for you, and He loves you, and He wants to redeem you, and He wants you to have an eternity to spend with Him. We glorify all kinds of things today, we glorify sports. We glorify people who are in sports. Last night, LeBron James broke Kobe Bryant's record. Oh my goodness, the the world is going crazy today. Sports, next Sunday, what is it? Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Bowl. And we've been hearing about it for weeks. And you will hear more and more this week because it gets glorified. Bigger than it is. We glorify wealth. We glorify fame. We are, we are a society that just falls all to pieces over somebody who is famous. We're trying to take pictures. We want them to, to be around us and we get selfies and all those things. And we glorify possessions. Yeah. Get a new car, get a new truck, get a new house. We're like, whoa, look at this. Pull it up in the front parking space of the church on Sunday morning. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. We need to give God all the glory for what we have. We glorify achievements. Achievements are wonderful. But we need to give God all the glory because he gives us the abilities in all of these areas. He gives us the ability to breathe, the ability to be athletic, the ability to have achievement, the ability to have possessions, the ability to become famous. To God be all the glory, great things he has done. We look around today and we say, well, we don't have idols, pastor. We are not into idolatry. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We have all kinds of things that we give glory to. And anything you glorify becomes something that you worship. That's just the way it is. And, and, and God is wanting all of our worship. Romans 3.23 says this, For all have sinned and fall short, say it with me, Of the glory of God. All of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But when we are saved, when we are saved, we give glory to God. Huge difference. When we have sinned, we fall short of the glory. When we are saved, we now give the glory to God. Giving glory. What is this, Pastor? What does it mean? It's an action. This is what we are required to do. It becomes part of our being, and that reflects out in our nature. We give glory in everything that we do. We glorify God. Paul went to Athens, and he was having a revival preaching. And so one day he climbs up on the hill, and it's called Mars Hill. Mars Hill It's known as Mars Hill because that word literally means a place of competition. A place of competition. They had games there, competition. And on Mars Hill, they had all of these idols. Diana, Athena, all these idols were around. And then Paul's looking around at all these idols because these idols were there because they were worshipped. People gave glory to them. And so Paul is looking around, he has a crowd of people. In the crowd, there are some people that are called Epicureans. Epicureans were the people who loved pleasure. I like pleasure. I like having fun, don't you? But they loved a lot of pleasure. That's all they sought after was pleasure. So they had some idols that were designated as these idols will help you have pleasure in life. And then there were the opposites called the Stoics, And these people were very reserved and very analytical, and they liked self-discipline. Everything was about self-discipline. Well, they had some idols for that. Then Paul's looking around, and he sees one, and it's inscribed, the unknown God. You see, they were covering all their bases. When I first started pastoring, I got a call from a lady's family. that said, Pastor, she's had a wreck I said, oh, I'll be at the hospital immediately. They said, it's really bad. Don't know if she's going to make it or not. I get to the hospital. I go to the emergency waiting room, and there I find six other pastors. Catholic, Methodist, Presbyterian. You get the picture. We're all there. I'm like, oh, my goodness, there must have been several people in this wreck. Um, wh- who are you here for? Because I knew them all. We had uh, a minister's fellowship, and I knew them all. I said, who are you here for? And all of us were there for the same woman. She had been hitting all the bases in town. And I thought, she's covering all the bases. If this religion's right, if this was, right, I will make sure when I stand before God, I got it covered. <laughs> and that's the way these were at Mars Hill. They're like, we, we got all these, but, but God put something inside of every human that says, there's got to be more than just what we see. There is a God who has created all of this. Romans 1 tells us over and over, there's a God and it's put into the the heart of every man, a void there that says, hey, just the earth itself reveals enough to know there is a God. And that God is in competition with all the other gods and idols in our society for what? For worship, adoration, and glory. See, a lot of people will not make it to the house of God next Sunday because they're getting the Super Bowl party ready. They start Friday, cleaning the house, getting it ready, got all the food. They'll spend more money. Oh my goodness, you have no idea how much money would be spent. Thousands, tens of thousands. And that's just staying at your house to watch it. That's not the ones who go. And I have no issues. I love sports. But I'm not going to glorify it. I'm not going to give it glory. I'm not going to give it my my adoration. I'm not going to give it my allegiance because I only have one allegiance. I only have one one that I worship and one that I give glory to and that is to God Almighty because he is the one that deserves all the glory, honor, power, and praise. Come on. To God be the glory. When God created Lucifer, God created Lucifer to lead worship in the heavens. God created him with a beautiful body that had all kinds of colors. And the light of God, the glory of God, which is light and bright, would shine through Lucifer and shine out through all the heavens and then he would lead in worship and all the worship and the glory was going to who? God. One day he decides, hey, I'm beautiful. I'm awesome. Why should he get all the glory? So a competition started. He competed and Lucifer and one third of all the angels of heaven God cast them out into the depths and they became the devil and his demons. And guess what they are in competition for today? In the house of God, in your house, at your job, in the marketplace, when you turn on your teller, guess what the competition is for? Your worship. It's all about worship and who we give the glory to. Because it's our decision, our decision. I've seen people have 105 fever, won't miss a game, but at 99.2, they can't go to church. I'm getting up in your business. Because this is serious. It's worship, it's glory, it's having idols before God. God said, there is no other God before me. You shall have no other God before me. I'm a jealous God and I will put up with nothing else than for you to give me the glory which I deserve because look at all I've done for you. You see, sometimes we don't wanna talk about God that way, but hey, Satan tempted Jesus to worship him. Jesus had been fasting for 40 days and what does Satan do? He swoops in when Jesus is at his weakest moment physically and he says, hey, you know what? Look at all these stones, aren't you hungry? Turn them, into, turn them into donuts. I'm there, man. I love a good donut. Turn them into bread and let's just sit down and have a meal. And Jesus says, wait a minute, the, it is written. It's written. And then he takes him up to, to a, a temple and says, hey, you know what? If you jump off, oh, I'll have my angels guard you and grab you and pick you up. and Oh, you'll not be harmed. Just Jump. And his answer was what? It is written. And then he took him up on a high place. And he said, look around, Jesus. Look around. Everything you see, I will give it to you. Can you imagine trying to give just what is seen to the one who has seen it all? To the one who uses this earth as a footstool? Wow. Isn't that ridiculous? And yet, how many times has the enemy tempted us with ridiculous things when we have access to the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent King of kings and Lord of lords, and he wants us to shortchange ourselves by coming over here and worshiping something that has no comparison to God? Glory. The glory. He is the great I am. We are to glorify. That means present tense. We are to glorify God in all that we say and all that we do. Give God the glory. Not just Sunday at church. We're commanded, commanded to assemble together. And don't forget to do that even more as the day approaches. You know what we find in our society? As the day approaches, we are even more forgetting to assemble ourselves together. Cause now we're lucky to get Sunday morning, and used to I went to I went to church twenty days a week. If you grew up in church, there was revival somewhere every week—a singing on Friday night, a Saturday night, church on Sunday. When we went to church on Sunday. We didn't get out by twelve. Oh Lord, no, not if you're holy. I mean, sometimes I'm thinking they're going oh, We got to we got to stay here another thirty minutes because they're not out yet. We got to wait them out. We got to be holier than they are and nowadays people are like hey 12 o'clock pastor then you're on my time we need to be careful because God desires and deserves our glory our glory Revelation 21 3 the city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it for the glory of God gives its light and the lamb is its lamp so who lights up heaven? God. And what are we to do? Reflect the glory of God. So we should be filled with what? Light. In a world full of darkness. So that people can see God in us. They see that we act different at work. They see that we act different in, in, this, in driving around town. <laughs> with your PCA sticker on. Hey. Hey. That car full of light. (laughs) Yeah. They see the glory because we are giving glory all the time. It is present tense. There was a man by the name of Stephen. Remember this guy? And it talks about Stephen. And it says that he is a man full of the Holy Ghost. He's full of the Holy Spirit. He is allowing the glory of God to shine through him. And man, that dude is a deacon. And this deacon, which means diakonos in the Greek, which means to serve, this deacon, he was put into place to help feed the widows and the orphans, but this man can preach. And when he's preaching, he is way all up in everybody's business. And they don't like it. They brought him before this high court, and, the, and he doesn't back down. You know, a lot of us get intimidated when we start to witness to somebody who's not a Christian and those kind of things. Listen, he he went all in, all in. And he starts telling them about Jesus Christ and all these, I mean, he starts, and boy, they don't like it. These refined, grown men of the city who were in high positions, the Bible says that they left their high seats rushed down upon Stephen and literally started biting on him with their own teeth. Gnashing on Stephen. Now, I had heard it preached all my life that Stephen was drug out of the, of the courts, drug out of town, and they began to stone him. And remember there was a guy there who was named Saul who would later become Paul watching all this. And that while he was being stoned, man, I've heard this preached and boy, it's a good, it's a good way, it's a good preach. I mean, they're pre- Oh, there's another stone. Oh, Stephen's like, oh, oh, pre- there's another one, boom, and just before he takes his last breath, he looks up and sees Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. Not true. Yeah, what while he is in the court. These men rush down and gnash on him, and while they are gnashing on him, that's when he looks up and he sees Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. Whew. Church, I got to tell you, when we are filled with the glory of God and the glory of God shines out, I got to tell you, you're going to make some people mad. I got people mad at me all the time. Good. If somebody's not mad at me, I'm not doing my job. Just thank the Lord they haven't bit me with their teeth yet. But hey, <laughs> might happen this week. But I know this, that when I'm in trouble and when I've stood up for God, every time I see Jesus standing there at the right hand of the Father going, I got you back, brother, I got you back. There ain't nothing could come to harm you because I got you. To be absent in the body, to be present with the Lord and the glory of God shown out. And there was a young man named Saul standing there and I know it affected the rest of his life. I saw a man who was on fire for God and in the midst when everybody else would have crumbled, when everybody else would have folded, when everybody else would have become politically correct, this man stood his ground and stood for the Lord Jesus Christ and I saw him in the middle of all that when he should have been anguishing, when they were biting on him and he should have been in fear, I saw a peace on his face that surpasseth all understanding. Because I got to tell you, when you see Jesus... He just lets you know everything's gonna be all right, buddy. You, I, you see me? I'm fixing just a minute. Just a minute, they're fixing to drag you out of town. I'm gonna wrap you up in my arms and take you, and we're gonna be, oh, we're gonna have a good afternoon. Yeah. Because of the glory of God. In death, Stephen was still glorifying God. What a reflection of the glory of God. First Chronicles 16, 28 through 29 says this Ascribe to the Lord, all ye families and nations, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory, do his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. That word ascribe means to give him what he is due. Give him what is his. He is the glory. He has given us everything. And then then it says right there, bring an offering. Bring an offering. You see, I I talked about it one time, but let me talk about it again. We don't give an offering. If you give something, that means it's yours. You don't own anything. I don't own anything. God owns it all. And God gives it all. So I can't give what is not mine. So I cannot give an offering. All I can do is bring an offering. I bring what God has already given me and I offer it up to him as a living part of my life and say, God be honored. You can trust me with what you've given to me. If we hold it back, he's gonna go, "Mm, I can't trust you so I can't give you any more. If we can prove trust. Worthiness in our relationship. How much deeper does the relationship grow? What's the number one thing that destroys relationships? Loss and lack of trust. Trust. Bring. I've got to hurry. I'm going to skip down a long ways. Romans 12.1 says this. Therefore... Brothers, by the mercies of God, what are we supposed to do? In view of God's mercy, don't give it, but you offer it because guess who owns you? God. Offer up your bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy, why are we holy? because God is holy. And pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship. Well, I got to tell you, how we handle our bodies matters to God. I could do another six-week series on that. But how we dress, how we present ourselves to our community, how we present ourselves to God, it matters. And he says, listen, not only do you give me your spiritual worship, but give me your physical body in worship. So that means when you don't feel like it, raise your hands. When you don't feel like it, clap your hands. When you don't feel like it, get on your knees. Why? Because this is, and another version, you know, they say, this is your reasonable act of worship. It's just reasonable. He's not asking you to do anything that's unreasonable. Worship. And give what? Glory to God. Stand with me today. Join us anytime at PCAchurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.